0: You know, it's a tough it's it's a tough road every four years and you've got a record to run on. What did you bring back for the ward? Not only what did you done for the city, but what have you brought back to the ward? Now, getting back to some of the issues um, about, you know, uh, property taxes, less police. You know, it's not a it's not a healthy platform to run on.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is 20 year veteran Alderman Tom Tunney chairman of the city council zoning committee and the owner of Ann Sather's restaurants and institution in Chicago. Tom, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you, Fran.
1: In all my years of covering events at Ann Sather's and the city council budget hearings where you have sometimes catered the lunch buffets, I have to say, and I have to admit this, I have never had one of your cinnamon buns. They look fabulous. What makes them so special and what's the calorie count?
0: Well, we haven't done the official calorie count, but that's why you're so thin, Fran. You probably need to have a few in your lifetime. Um, and that you, means- and
1: you too. I bet you don't need them too much.
0: <laughs> well, I do, but when they come out of the oven, there's nothing better, honestly. Uh, the tradition of cinnamon rolls at Anne's predates me, Um We uh, were only open at that time, breakfast and I'm sorry, lunch and dinner. And it was part of the bread plate upon um, coming to lunch or dinner. Uh, It was I who decided that let's open for breakfast and let's use this as a uh, appetizer, so to speak, for uh, breakfast. And it worked out phenomenally well. And of course, we added bakeries and uh, and such over the years. Um, You know, the cinnamon roll. uh, recipe is probably 70 years old. What we've done in the last number of years is tweaked a little bit of the dry ingredients. Those are made to order from us out of town and shipped in the dry ingredients. And, of course, we've been putting a little bit more cinnamon over the years. And, of course, people love the frosting. So I don't know. It is an institution. You're right. And it has carried us through – Many, many years of serving uh, the city and primarily Lakeview.
1: When you bought the place from Ann Sather, did she turn over the recipe in its totality and not leave out any ingredients?
0: Uh, She uh, opened her. Well, first of all, they didn't have recipes, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Most of the cooks at that time, everything was in their head. I, my degree was in hotel restaurant management, so the first thing I did was get in that kitchen, work with the cooks, and start to standardize recipes, uh, including the cinnamon roll recipe. So, you know, it's um, you know, it's been a labor of love, to be honest with you. Um, it's um, it's been a great ride. It's now in year forty two for me um, with Ann Sathers.
1: But you started charging for something that she was providing for free. Is that right?
0: Well, it became part. Of, you know, it was a. Yeah. technically, uh, it was part of the lunch plate, you know, so you would arrive water, butter and bread. And then, um, you know, you order your lunch. So, you know, if you didn't order, you know, if you didn't order, you know, Anne was a old, very old school, you know, you got to order something before you're going to get the bread plate. So it's all, it was all part of the cost of the lunch or dinner.
1: Yeah, but this, this is such a draw. Why not charge for it? People will pay for it. It's the big
0: thing. Well, but it's included in your breakfast. So at breakfast, uh, you, you order breakfast, you get two sides, and one of them can be cinnamon rolls. But oh, wow. you're, right in the, you're right in the sense that we do have a bakery section for retail going out the door, among other products, bakery products. So.
1: And what's the price of the cinnamon roll now?
0: A two-pack is like four seventy five.
1: Oh, that sounds good. OK. Well, it's always well, been
0: fair. The pricing at Ann's has always been fair. So.
1: Yeah, because you've always been fair.
0: Well, I try to be.
1: <laughs> Governor Pritzker uh, has declared monkeypox a public health emergency with more than 500 cases statewide, most of them in Chicago, and not nearly enough vaccine to go around. Now we have market days coming up. This is a big event in the LGBTQ community. Uh, this weekend, I believe it's expected to draw upwards of a hundred thousand people to the neighborhoods you represent that happen to be most impacted by this disease. How concerned are you, Tom?
0: Of course, I'm concerned. And the city's health department, and our office, and other aldermanic offices have been working probably the last two to three months. Uh, in regards to education, getting the word out how it's contracted, um, you know, what are the symptoms and what you can do to protect yourself. So, um, in the initial, as you know, by your, your research, this is primarily among gay and bisexual men in close contact or intimate contact with each other. Um, and, so it has not praise hope God it doesn't expand into larger communities um, but I, I'm obviously supportive of more uh, education and more vaccines uh, this is um, this is a very um, not as a contagious as what might, one might seem, but I think as an individual, especially visitors and people who live in, in, in Chicago, have got to be careful of their surroundings and careful about um, uh, not saying not having sex. But, you know, you've got to be careful with all, multiple partners, anonymous partners, uh, you know, Internet connections. I mean, this is um, I think there's a, a amount of personal responsibility here, too. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of people coming in town for the weekend, coming from all over the country. Um, You're right. 100,000 people are expected in our neighborhood. And we have been working with the not-for-profits, Howard Brown, Center on Halsted. We'll have vaccines available. We'll have people at the entrances uh, to this um, event uh, from the Department of Health. Um, And we'll have vaccines available. Obviously, we're not going to have enough. Uh, uh, You know, but we're we're seeing every day more and more uh, availability and more people getting these vaccines. Um, Again, we have been we've been on these. uh, We have weekly calls with our partners, both in the city and our not for profits um, and our offices to really um, navigate, educate and hopefully dispense on an equitable basis um, these vaccines to the most in need.
1: A few weeks ago, you pleaded with those most at risk to get tested and to use common sense. You're not asking them, don't have sex, but you're saying, be smart about it, limit your partners. And you're saying these dating apps, but these dating apps, these link up apps, that's how people do it now. How do you convince people to stop doing what they do?
0: Well, I I think and I I'm, I'm not on these sites but I know people are and they're monitoring them. I think I think the educational component has got to be part of these dating apps also. Um you know, I know in our establishments on Halsa Street there is information everywhere in these places. So it's got you know, the internet's got to have the have the same uh educational component to that. Um you know, I I mean it's People are going to have sex. People are going to, uh, you know, uh, use the Internet, uh, use the bars, rest, uh, not restaurants per se, but the bar scene to meet new people. You know, I just think you've got to be extra careful in regards to making sure that you're fully coherent. You know, I mean, the combination of drugs and alcohol does not help one's. Um, mind and when it comes to having sex. So, you know, it just, you've got to be smart. And, um, you know, a lot of us have been through the AIDS epidemic over the years. Um, and, um, you know, if this isn't a lesson to be careful with your body and respect your body, I don't know what else is.
1: And you also would like to see these dating apps have this, you know, information about monkeypox and the warnings, but what leverage do you have to force that on them or to push them? Have you called them? Have you tried?
0: I I, I I, know. I have not personally, but I believe our Chicago Department of Health has been actively involved on this education campaign.
1: And they have an obligation, you believe?
0: Oh, we all have it. Uh, I mean, public health is in everyone's interest. It's it's, you know, this is serious as the governor and the president and other governors have said, we have got to figure out how to get more vaccines until we do. We've got to be much more proactive on the educational component. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for our governor and also our president of his leadership. You remember back in the day, you know, they, the, the government didn't really care about the early AIDS epidemic and yeah it's uh, a
1: night and day I, thing i mean think about the yeah, head in the sand yeah. the the ignoring the denial it was just criminal it was terrible
0: right. but i think this response has been uh, you know appropriate as you know there's been some um distribution problems there's been some uh, shortages there's been uh, the problem with the danish company but it's also the fda so you know i've been reading about what's happening internationally and, and, and nationally, Um, you know, we've got, I know our, our, the doses that we've get, it's a two, it's a two dose regimen, 28 days apart. Um, You know, my, my understanding is the commissioner is using all the resources they can to get as many people, at least the first shot, which really is not, uh, you know, has an efficacy of pretty high, my understanding close to 80%. So we are using and dispensing these vaccines as soon as we can get them.
1: And you like this ring strategy she's
0: using. Hey, let me just say this about our health commissioner. You know, um, she is an epidemiologist and whether it was COVID or whether it's monkeypox, she, this is her expertise. So not only are we're going to follow the science and the data, but I have the confidence in her and her ability to um, get us through this.:
1: How does this public health crisis differ from the AIDS crisis that you live through, lost so many colleagues and friends? You still get emotional when you talk about it rightfully, so what's the comparison? Is it not night and day or what?
0: no where well. Are we on this? Well, you know, monkeypox has not proven to be lethal. Um, you obviously knew that if you contracted that, that HIV, it was a death sentence. You know, so I think that's one factor. Another factor is I, I believe there's been um, and, you know, we still don't have a vaccine for HIV. There are there is PrEP and things that, you know, but this is 30 some almost 40 years later. So, you know, we do have a vaccine for monkeypox. Um, it is um, uh, not as lethal, and I don't mean to say it's it's excruciating pain in some cases. Um, it some in some small percent requires hospitalization, uh, but not uh, no comparison to the uh, um, to the early AIDS epidemic and the fact that if you contract if you were HIV, it was just a matter of time. There was no there was no AZT. There was nothing to help ameliorate. Uh, the pain and ang- anguish and it was basically a death sentence and we lost so so many uh, hundreds and thousands of individuals and ignorance was part of the part of that and i don't think you know honestly i think in the case of monkeypox this is we are going you know going full steam ahead about this is how it's contracted this is how you know um there are um you know i i think that there is an acknowledgement uh that um gay men are having sex and we have a problem and um hopefully we can contain this and um and uh, hopefully eradicate it it's probably you know it's been in africa for many you know decades i believe so we've got to get our handle on this and um and get on the right side of of this vaccine and um uh, hopefully start limiting the number of or the expansion of cases because they're what are they doing doubling tripling Every couple weeks, you know, and I I'm, as you say, bring it back to bringing it back to um, market days. You know, this is, you know, a ripe opportunity to see this thing um, unfortunately expand.
1: You were Chicago's first openly gay alderman when Mayor Daley appointed you in 2003. It was literally groundbreaking. Now we have gay marriage. We have a number of city council members who are also openly gay, things have changed so much, haven't they? I mean, do you ever reflect back on how far we've come, how fast?
0: (laughs) Well, Fran, you reported on that uh, opening press conference we had where I came out as a gay man and a Cub fan, if you remember that day. Yeah, Um, sure. We had a lot of fun, and um, um, a lot has changed and I can remember anecdotally you asked whether we'll have gay marriage or the, or the world series uh, victory by the Cubs. And I think you won that bet if I'm not mistaken.
1: (laughs) I see how clairvoyant I
0: was. (laughs) So that being said, uh, you know, a lot has changed, uh, the pendulum, pendulum, and you know, the pendulum can move one way or another way, but, um, thank God, at least in um, the majority of, uh, areas in the United States, uh, gay, uh, relationships, the idea of gay marriage, um, has, uh, really, um, been just uh, transformative. You know, I don't think a lot of people think this would have happened as quickly. Um, I'm part of that generation. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, we, you know, one of the first things that we did getting back to, uh, uh was increase AIDS funding, um, and work within the democratic party and the, and the daily administration to really, uh, provide more funding, leverage federal funding, uh, come out of the closet, we, you know, and support this gay community. And I give mayor daily a lot of credit for that, you know, um, yeah, he was, he
1: was a real groundbreaker and he was very, right. very supportive of the gay community as was right. Rahm Emanuel as well.
0: Right, but when Ray, when Rich Daly talked about gay um, equality, I think it resonated more so than uh, a, a coastal mayor. So this is the heartland of yeah. America. Rich Daly was a you know a middle class Democrat that Catholics. said, "Hey, I don't have a right. if gays and lesbians want to get married, join the fray, so to speak." You know, right. um, he didn't Come have. You know, he really felt the equality. I don't think in the beginning um, he was as educated, but he certainly uh, he certainly got himself educated and helped lead the Democratic Party on this issue.
1: Your neighbor, Alderman Michelle Smith, is resigning her city council seat. Alderman Jim Kaplman and Harry Osterman are not running for reelection. Neither is indicted Alderman Kerry Austin. They may not be the last. Indicted Alderman Ed Burke may not run again. His own brother's urging him not to. Howard Brookins is awaiting an ethics board ruling on his private law practice before making a decision. He ran for judge to try to get out of the council in law. So did Chris Taliaferro, Gil Villegas, George Cardenas one. What's going on in the city council? Why is everybody running for the hills? <laughs>
0: Well, change is difficult. Um, and this mayor, um, is in, in my opinion, she's changing the tone of the conversation for our city. Um, and, um, that's a a platform that she's run on reform and she's run on, uh, invest South and West. And, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, older persons um, that feel that they haven't been paid much attention to in regards to their needs of their individual wards. Um, and, um, you know, I think the workplace is, whether it's the socialist movement at ten, uh, nine or ten on one side, or, um, you know, this, it, there's a lot of acrimony in the council. You've reported on it. Um, you know, people need to work together as a council. And we have we all need to compromise. And you know, that's the name of the game. And uh, you know, it, it's gotta happen in the mayor's office, it's also gotta happen in the aldermanic offices. And I just think a lot of people feel that it's just not a good place to work these days. And you agree? I can empathize with some of my colleagues. Uh, you know, I, I were elected by our representatives, and you know, this is how I feel as an alderman. You know, the talk about prerogative. You know, we uh, we our government is set up with fifty alderpersons. They work hard to get elected and reelected, and they are there to micromanage their wards um, from detail-oriented approaches and pass city budgets and work on holistic issues. Um, And I think that um, I, you know, running my zoning committee, you know, I don't always agree with some of my older persons, but respect and listening and forging compromise is the way I think um, city city council needs to operate. And And the mayor uh, has not done that. Um, on some cases she has, um, you know, and I've been, you know, I've, you know, I've also, you know, as it comes to zoning, you know, um, that's the way I run my committee and, um,
1: Right, but you why know, is her relationship with the council so contentious? I mean, she set that tone from day one in that inaugural address where she turned around and she declared the city council corrupt and exhorted them to get up and join her in a, right in a standing ovation for reform. Why is she in this position of having such a contentious relationship with the council? She says it's because, quote, I don't buy votes. Is that true? Or is it more? Uh,
0: I I don't want to, I don't want to speak for the mayor, but I think her background as a, as a prosecutor, um, you know, I think as has some influence on the way she operates her office and um meaning what it um you know i i'm not a lawyer but i've heard you know it is more like I've got all the answers and we're going my way and, you know, we're going to do it, you know, more dogmatic. I think, you know, I think her style is, is that of a prosecutor and, you know, I don't know, you're guilty until proven innocent. Uh, You know how sometimes she has said that (laughs) about, about the justice system. (laughs) So I think that, I think that actually comes through sometimes. And, uh, you know, as a chief executive, she, you know, I, I actually think, um, you know, um, She's got to work more behind the scenes and um, and be uh, more collegial um, and respectful. You know the issues about some of my colleagues that are in trouble with the uh, with uh, the feds. I mean, let that play out in of itself. You know, that's a different part of government. We've got to respect each other and the way they are elected by their representatives, and they they. It just said, like this fall, there be in front of these voters. Um, and and I know people in the city of Chicago take their uh, politics personally, not only in the mayor's seat, but their alder person. And, uh, you know, it's a tough it's it's a tough road every four years. And you've got a record to run on. What did you bring back for the ward? Not only what did you done for the city, but what have you brought back to the ward? Now, getting back to some of the issues um, about you know, uh, property taxes, less police, you know, it's not a, it's not a healthy platform to run on. Yeah.
1: Right. So are you you going to run again?
0: Um, I am seriously considering running and I'm also seriously considering not running. So, you know, one of the reasons I'm going to take a little bit of time off in August and spend some time with my family is to really, um, really think about, you know, my next step.
1: Well, what is mitigating against running again?
0: Um, I think the fire in the belly is important and the passion. Um, you know, I've done a lot of, I think really good things for the city and for Lakeview. Um, and, um, you know, I, I never thought I would be an alderman this long. I, you know, I just, you know, I'm a person that want to make, come in, make a difference and move on, you know? Um, a lot of a, a lot of the work that I've done has taken more than one term or two terms, i.e., the AIDS Garden, the Center on Halsted, um, some of our legislative uh, priorities. Um, but I'm I'm comfortable. I'm very actualized in not only in the restaurant business but in my aldermanic career. And uh, you know, I so I'm you know I could leave on a high note. I am you know, and I can also continue to work and. You know, work on my zoning, work on the leadership role that I have in the council, uh, mentoring some of our newer um, older persons. And obviously, there's going to be a bunch of new ones coming in. But I also don't want to
1: do you expect.
0: Well, I don't want to overstay also. yeah, You've seen some of our colleagues over the years that probably have been there too long.
1: Right. And you're thinking of Ed Burke. I mean, he's holding on.
0: Holding well, on, holding I'm also on. thinking, and let me talk about others. Let me talk about Joe Moore. Let me talk about Pat O'Connor. You know, I mean, those people have been in the council for, I think over Pat was there 30 years. I think Joe probably close to that. Um, you know, and um, you know, we've got to bring new leadership into, and mm-hmm. if, and when, um, I decide, uh, that there's a new alderman for the 44th ward, I'm certainly going to put my two cents worth in because we've done a lot of work and improving the quality of life and the quality of our public schools, um, in Lakeview. And I'm not, we're not going in a different direction. And um, over the
1: years so, you've uh, considered running for mayor, are you giving any thought to that this time?
0: I haven't completely ruled it out, Fran, um. You know, that could be exciting for me. Uh, You know, I know that uh, the restaurant is still calling me back. (laughs) You know, we haven't we've been really treading water for a number of years. Um, um, But, um, you know, I I, you know, again, it gets back to the fire in the belly and then figuring out, can you do a better job than our current mayor? And um, her personality, you know, uh, is, is strong and can be somewhat divisive um she's um she's vulnerable i can you know she knows that and um you know um you know i think a lot of people are looking for an alternative
1: yeah and are you looking for an alternative even if you don't run will you endorse her
0: i i haven't made that i have been really trying to have her focus on the priorities uh in in this is important you know Of. a, a a central business district that's that that is alive and booming um, and to consider her North Lakefront, which in a lot of ways um, has seen more violence, more carjackings, um, you know, more tension with public schools. You know, she's got to be a unifier and any mayor has to be a unifier and a cheerleader for the city. And, um, you know, I think she's got to work on that.
1: So she's not going to get the North Lake front. That, that was her base before.
0: In the early stages, you're correct on that. So. How much um,
1: anger is there and what's it about?
0: Oh, it's safety. Number one, safety, number one. Um, And, um, you know, I, I I think she got uh, uh, good marks uh, for the COVID, but I think some of the, School policies and her friction with uh, CTU and having s- kids in school, um, I think really um, hurt her on in the North Lakefront wards. I think uh, a number of our young parents um, really want to be in public schools, and um, we spend a lot of time on improving neighborhood public high schools, as you know, Lakeview High School, Almondson, You know, to give more choices for our parents. Uh, but I think there's been a a, a real um, well, we've seen the enrollment declines. What is it? A seven, eight percent. Um, and I think people that's being generous.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, we've got to we got to get them back into our public schools and we've got to get them in our high schools, not just a selective enrollment, but our neighborhood high schools. And, um, you know, that's something I, I, you know, I really invested in Lakeview High School um, and Amundsen and the Grow community. And th- those are those are the kind of pe- those are the people that any mayor has got to keep in the city and keep investing in public schools and pay the property taxes. You know, it's a, it's a real expensive uh, neighborhood and property taxes are high and it's seven and what 60% of our, our property taxes are going to fund public education and darn it. We've got to make them competitive.
1: So is the lakefront lost to her?
0: I think people are looking for an alternative. I'm I'm not saying it's lost, but I think there you know there, there's definitely, uh, uh, and it's not just the lakefront. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think our northwest side, southwest side people are looking for alternatives too.
1: So where's our vote going to come from?
0: I'm not on her political strategy team, but yeah. uh, and you, you know, were prepared
1: I, to to endorse Quigley had he run, Mike Quigley, the congressman. So.
0: I, I and the mayor knew that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So might you step up or will you endorse somebody else?
0: I I am not making that decision today. I told you I've got a little bit of time to think about that. Um uh, but I'm I'm um you know, I want to I I let's put it this way. I still want to contribute to the city of Chicago whether it's as an alderman or some other position. And um you know, I'm 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 a young 60-ish kind of guy. Uh, So I've got a little bit of energy uh, and initiative still left in me.
1: Do you think you would bring a unique perspective to the mayor's office?
0: You know what? I think people want a unifier and people want somebody that can bring people together. I think my experience over the years is I I have been able to bring people together. And, um, you know, I think any mayor is a, is a unifier, not a divider. And I, and I agree with you. She got off to a very combative start. Um, and you know, you keep saying to yourself, how are we going to get 26 votes? How are we going to get 26 votes on, on, on issues and policies that are really important for her and for the city at large.
1: And that's a continuing problem because of the atmosphere she's created is what you're saying.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, I think that is a serious um, challenge for the mayor as she as she continues to uh, run for reelection and govern. And, and then you know, you know, this you got to like work with your she's... federal. Well, wait, wait, friend, you got to you're also part of it is not only working with the council. You've got to be more active in Springfield. You've got to be more active in 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 Washington, you know, and part of that has been some of, and Cook County too, you know, whether it's Tony Preckwinkle, whether it's Tim Fox, I mean, you've got to work. This is all within the democratic party folks.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and we have got to bring the bacon home from, from whether it's the red purple, the extension to, you know, 130th, um, you know, we have got to be active because we cannot do this alone as a home rule authority. And now, How uh, do you
1: feel about this red line TIF where she's going to rob from Peter and pay Paul, the idea of creating a new TIF, taking the growth from, from downtown and a little bit south and using it all the way south to build this extension? Is that the right approach? I mean, we were told when the first TIF for transit was created for the red Red and purple modernization, that it was going to be a one-time only thing. Do you support well, this?
0: Okay. Let me just, let me go, let me go, let me backtrack a little bit to what happened on the North side. So the red purple line modernization and the North extension and the flyover at Belmont that was brought on by the federal government under Obama. His last signature was this. At that time we had no state budget,
1: right? So we had, we had no
0: contribution from the state. Right. And to leverage those federal funds, is the is the rail TIF that was enacted on the north side, right? And that, but for we would not be seeing the improvements on public transit that we're seeing. Right.
1: This is now, a different situation, right?
0: Well, I don't know where the state component is on this because you know there should be a major investment from the state of Illinois to help leverage some of this. Um, uh, I think it's some of the recovery funds and Biden funds to help this extension. So, um,
1: so do you support this Tiff and the robbing from Peter to pay Paul? I
0: I want, I want to know more and I want to know what the older persons, I know this extension has been very, very important to the economic development on the South um, and Southeast side. So I, um, you know, I haven't made an opinion on, I don't know enough about it, but I, I don't want to say that I'm opposed to that and, and, and wasn't, um, was not. Uh, not supportive of the north uh, rail tiff so yeah, I don't want to be. Let's, let's
1: talk just to, as we as we wrap up here about some of the ways the mayor has done things on her own. The NASCAR agreement, the aldermen were not told about that. It's going to close portions of Grand Park for two weeks, parts of Lakeshore Drive. She uh, created a casino committee, asked you to chair it for all things casino, and then went around you for the valleys. Situation: uh, She cut her deal with Lollapalooza 10, ten uh, year extension, mm-hmm. b- and then declared it from the stage by decree. I mean, and then and then she unveils this two point $2. two billion dollar dome over Soldier Field without proposing well, to spend all okay. that money. What, what do you? What is all? Of I think that the, you know any the business mayor. Business?
0: You've covered many mayors. Okay. So you've seen the kind of vision, or the kind of of uh, you saw under Mayor Emanuel the Elon Musk yeah. uh, extension to O'Hare. So right, these kind of happened. ideas are what a mayor is should be working on. Now that being said, is you know how do you make sure you've got a council that is Uh, informed, uh, part of some of this creativity, um, because by and large, you're going to need support from, from the city council. And in some cases, as I said earlier, with the County or the governor or the, or the president, you know, uh, so the I, the creativeness is has been happening. You you covered Mayor Daly's Meg's Field uh, uh, incident. Um, yes, so it's you know the you can't
1: side airport you can, the Lake Alameda yeah.
0: airport. Uh, so I mean that I mean I I don't you know I think a mayor has to be you know a leader and uh, but you know she's got to bring people and fo- you know to follow her too. So you know the NASCAR thing um, you know I it's kind of interested to see, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the impact on our downtown, um, you know, Lollapalooza was not her invention. I think the extension, depending on where the details are, I think one of the issues was the amusement tax uh, increase, uh, you know, that was uh, passed by Emmanuel whether that affected the next 10 year agreement. I don't have, I don't know the, those details on that, but um, you know, um, you know, downtown, There's a lot of residents downtown and more so every year. And, um, they pay a lot of money to be downtown. Um, number one, number one is issues about safety downtown. Um, you know, so I think that more so is in the minds of people who live downtown and the near North side. So the inconvenience is one thing. Uh, but the,
1: the crime is overriding the
0: safety of going out at night. Um, or in this case, some people have said it, it's not just in the night, you know, um, you know, I think is, is really what's going to rule the day, um, on her successor or failure, um, in her reelection.
1: Yeah. Is she going to get reelected? Wanted to make a prediction? I, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, that she's competitive, um, but I think they've taught the, you know, and you've you've seen this in the polling, you know, it's safety and schools and um, economic development uh, lagging third, you know, in these polls.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tom taney will watch with interest to see what you do politically, whether you run for election, whether you run for mayor and best of luck uh, sorting it all out and enjoying the rest of the summer.
0: Thank you, Fran. It's always a pleasure to work with you um, and to be on your show. Okay.